Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The following is a BasketballNews.com production. everyone and welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes. My name is Iman and I'm joined by a very special guest. A guest who agreed to do this at the last minute so we're very very grateful. Being interrupted from his birds football game. <laughs> it is the Jordan Hales. What's up Jordan? What's pop anyone? Good to see you. I haven't seen you since like March so yeah it's, nice it's been to see a you. while yeah. I, I don't know. think I've seen the entire world since like March. That's when the world shut down. <laughs> It has definitely been uh, quite a year uh, just uh, stuck in isolation, but I'm glad we're here and stop dissing my birds. It's been 10 years this, like, just relax. How, how are the birds doing right now? You know what? They're um, all right. They're on their way to being first place in the NFC East. The if- bald eagles, is that what they're called? Philadelphia Eagles, come on. Del- oh, so they're like they're feathered eagles? What, yes. What is they, it? Okay. Yeah, they're feathered. They're feathered eagles, and they're first in a conference division. Oh, in a division. division. Mm -hmm. And that means what exactly? Why are you acting so brand new to this? I have a question though, because I try to like block all of it off. How does it work? Are they just like regular fans in the stadiums for the NFL? Okay, so there are just like a handful of teams that are allowing a certain percentage of their capacity. Okay. Other teams have no no fans at all, just like staff media. Yeah, I guess that has to do with like the state and the city that they're in, and like the regulations and its team, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. So you know, it's just and are they playing a same? Is it like a truncated season or is it a full season? It's a full season. Jesus. They've already had um, some uh, rescheduled games because other players have had uh, COVID. Um, so, for example. I know this is a Sunday night they're recording, but on Monday night, um, it's going to be the Patriots and the Chiefs that was rescheduled from Sunday because a couple of players from either side had COVID, including Cam Newton, starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. So they moved that. So there's going to be two games uh, tomorrow. And then there are two other games that have been rescheduled for future weeks. So, yeah, it's COVID's been uh, – you know, doing this little dance, but and you know how the, the United States has been handling it, so we don't necessarily need to act surprised here. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I think that's like more football than I will ever want to hear for the rest of my life. But thank you for that. Thank you for that. It was a good, good little lesson on what's going on in the NFL. Or oh tuned into the NBA. The NBA is having their season, and they're taking the proper precautions and the guidelines unlike uh and following guidelines on like the nfl by having a a bubble mm-hmm. and there's a finals going on a final going on in the bubble i kind of want to talk to you a little bit about the bubble in general before we talk about the game that happened tonight what mm-hmm. do you think about the nba bubble as a whole I've- do you think that there's a, an asterisk more so on this season because of the bubble 
Well, when you look at uh, the history of the season itself, there's going to be an asterisk anyways because it was technically a shortened season. So in any history book, Wikipedia, whatever database that you want to look at that chronicles the 2019-2020 season, there's going to be an asterisk next to it because it was technically a shortened season uh, due to a you know temporary pause. They came back. They had their eight games of... Um, you know, for their seeding games, and then they had their playoffs the way that they usually have them. Um, when you factor in traditionally what the NBA playoffs and regular season looks like with regards to the fans and regards to the travel, um, you know, the importance of home court advantage, especially in the playoffs, that being absent, everything is essentially being played in, in a neutral site. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a different dynamic that was brought to the table, especially when you had the fact that all the players were isolated for mm-hmm. like three months on end. Um, for the most part, couldn't see their families until, uh, until you know, uh, further down the line. And it's, um, I, I feel like the way how they handled it was effective because no player says it positive. I mean, Daniel House didn't really do anything to <laughs> I mean he almost he almost messed it up for certain guys but all he did was just like you know prolong the inevitable he he just went home a day early than his team so there's that but when you look I hope at the NBA was right about that one because oh geez that was that was a lot of drama and lord that could have that could have mashed up his life so we don't really know I haven't really heard anything from the aftermath of it but the bubble as a whole, as it was constructed, uh, uh, the way they went about it, it, you know, obviously I didn't care if basketball came back because I was already of the mindset of like, all right, look, if the season's done, I'm more about the player safety, team safety, whatever. If you got to shut it down, shut it down, bring it back whenever you bring it back um, when things are safe to do so. But I think for the most part, how they handled it, how they brought it back, how they're able to be uh, very strategic, and diligent mm-hmm. by uh, keeping it a safe environment for the teams, for the staffs, especially in the hotels, the daily testing, everything that went around it. Um, I think it was, I think it was a success. And because of the fact that you know you have this neutral site college basketball type of atmosphere, you saw a different dynamic of basketball that was played, like multiple three-one leads yeah. blown, and just random people just dropping obnoxiously absurd high that amounts was. of like tj warren really this guy was looking at the MVP at one point like yeah no i on? think i think that like there's so much to like the coming back to down, being down three one and also mm-hmm. i think in the first round i don't know that we've seen that many sweeps like three out of the four first round yep. series in the eastern conference were sweeps which i i do think there's something to and we saw it right now maybe the miami heat just show a little bit more more life than, than the New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Jeez, wow, I forgot what their Jersey? names are. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm tired, yeah. you guys. It's been a <laughs> long day. But um, but basically, like, the idea of, like, you're down two, but you get to go home, and now you have your home crowd behind you, like, rallying behind you. You're going to come in and win that one game for them. That doesn't exist right now. Mm-hmm. Game seven, Raptors lost it. That's like rare that the higher team loses on their home court, right? Like little things like that for sure. Now, I don't like to talk about asterisks surrounding an NBA finals 
due to injuries just because that's a part of the game. Oh, my God. Like, like, that's a part of a game. So, yeah, I want to know what you think about that. The entire argument has been so stupid to me because if you are just at the very baseline a fan of sports, yeah. you know that injuries are a part of the game and you have to make do with what you have and yep. you play whoever's in front of you however they're assembled. It does yep. not matter because it's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. No teams... It's very rare, and if whoever has the time to go through the history of all the finals. I can't think of one, to be honest. Where every single player was healthy, everybody's at their best. Like, all right, you had, it was mono a mono, like everyone healthy at their best, they went at it, that's it. There's always been injuries, there's always been disadvantages, and coaches have to adjust, teams have to adjust, players have to adjust, and that's just what it is. People have to step up. That's why your rosters are 15 deep. That's why you have uh, head coaches, assistant coaches. You have to plan for all this stuff. And when it comes to the asterisks, like, oh, because so-and-so is injured, all these people are injured. And the goalposts always move depending on what the finals matchup is because people tried to asterisk, um, you know, the Warriors championship in 2015 when Kevin Loving, Kyrie Irving didn't play. and then the following year when Golden State blew a 3-1 lead, but they didn't factor in like, oh, well, Draymond was suspended for game five. Or Steph wasn't actually 100% because he injured his knee against Houston in the earlier rounds. So I know they still had a 3-1 lead, but at the same time, it's just like, look, injuries are part of it. You play who you play. And everybody, like, famously uh, putting an asterisk on the Raptors championship because KD was hurt for it. And then Clay missed like what? What did he miss? Five he quarters. Five quarters. Five quarters. Five okay. Quarters. But at the same time, the Warriors only won five quarters. Five quarters the, of a six-game series—that's nothing. And at the same time, when you factor in, you know, with Clay and without KD, they swept the Portland Trailblazers. Yo, and like if you actually <laughs> like my thing about that, only did they sweep the um the Portland Trailblazers, if you, like, ESPN was pulled. And they knew that KD was going to miss, if not the entirety of the series, the majority of the series, and they still picked the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go through the list, it was, like, Tim Bontemps and mm-hmm. somebody else were the only two that were really picking the Raptors. So this idea that, like, the narrative changes afterwards because they lost is absolute nonsense. Like, everyone still thought the Warriors were going to win um, and they did it because the Raptors were the better team. Now, my whole thing about this, and, and I, just because this is a Raptors podcast, I might as well hijack this to talk about, um, I kind of think that the Raptors would win this championship if they had gotten past the Boston Celtics. And here's the thing about getting past the Boston Celtics. It literally took Kyle Lowry fouling out in the mm-hmm. final minute of the game. That's mm-hmm. why they lost. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that forever. But that's mm-hmm. what they lost. Like, it literally came down to the final possession of the final game. The Raptors couldn't do anything. The Boston Celtics offense late in games is absolute trash. Like, it's garbage. Like, not to get all hot takey, but, like, we saw it against the Miami Heat for that entire series, and we saw it against the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics should have closed the Toronto Raptors. There's no reason that game should have went, uh, that series should have went to game seven. There's no reason why it should have went to the final seconds of a game seven when Pascal Siakam was playing as poorly as he was. But I kind of look at the Boston Celtics series, and that's one heading into it where you think 
Pascal Siakam, like, if you were going to favor the Raptors in this series, it was because of what Pascal Siakam can do on the mm-hmm. offensive end, right? Like, it was just, like, mm-hmm. they don't have a guy who can stop Pascal Siakam. And, of course, Jalen Brown proved to be that guy, but I think more so Siakam just – Because Siakam <laughs> just, just wasn't like, in, shot himself in, in the foot, kind of. shape at all. You know what I mean? He like, really he, wasn't. He really and you look at the well. Miami Heat, and mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a series where – and I think Pascal had a good – uh, game against him in the bubble, but that's not a series where you're looking at Pascal Siakam to go off. That was one where Fred had his career high yeah. against them, right? Yeah. And you look at the Lakers, they don't have a guy who can stop guards. That's one where Kyle Lowry went up against them. So you're kind of not looking at Pascal to be your number one guy in those two series. And I think if the Raptors didn't have to rely on Pascal Siakam so much on the offensive end because he clearly couldn't do it, they might have been able to get past them. Because if you look at the Celtics series, you need Marcus Gasol and you need Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. to get you buckets. Otherwise, you're just not getting past them. Um, but like, it's just so frustrating to me to like, you know, we keep talking about the Miami Heat in their zone and like, what are you going to do against this LeBron James team? You can't run a zone against him since the 2011 Mavs did it. <laughs> it's just not a thing that any other team can do against him. And the Raptors found a solution, which was, we have a guy named OG Ananobi who actually yep. does a pretty damn good job. Yep. And anytime, uh, LeBron James or Anthony Davis got into a paint, you just sent a you just sent this giant guy by the name of Marcus Ole <laughs> right up in there. You doubled them, you tripled them, and you forced their other guys to shoot. And as we've seen outside of game one in the finals, Lakers just don't have shooters around. So I kind of look at this and I'm like, Raptors have the recipe to beat them. Like, why couldn't we just get past the Bucs? I know. I know. <laughs> it's frustrating. And, and I know that it's going to haunt a, a lot of Raptors fans for a long time. Uh, just because of the fact that, like, you know, the what could have been. What could have um, been. And yeah. also, like, not to discredit the Miami Heat, who are a really good team, but I also think the Raptors kind of have found a recipe against them as well, which is, like, once again, we're talking about OG Ananobi, who is just an absolute star, but you put him on Bam Adebayo, and you have a perimeter player on Bam Adebayo who's strong. Like, Bam can't just bully him. Yeah. He just, he you know, he can't score at will against him in the post or anything like that. And you kind of take away a lot of the Miami Heat games. I mean, uh, like a lot of their a lot of their game, which is dribble handoffs, which is just sort of Bam's playmaking by putting right. a guy like OG Ananobi, who's just perfect. Perfect on the defensive I, end because he's a wing player. He's literally a perimeter player listen. who can go up and go. Just a gem. When he came back and I saw that he had a handle, this guy was putting the ball on the floor, spin moves attacking the boards i'm just like i'm sorry who is this <laughs> this guy is a oh, three a, a, special he's a corner three specialist now i mean he always was but like deadly like this guy has no fear and i think that is very scary in terms of his trajectory going into next year on top of the um i, I saw the hashtag uh, on twitter the pascal siakam revenge tour so okay now i'm ready for it because here's the thing about pascal like we, we get on him but in the same way we talk about og has this no fear and we know what og's base is right like we know what og's base is which is all nba level defense he can guard literally by guarding bam he proved that he can guard all five positions on the court yep. right yep. so you have this guy who's incredibly versatile on the defensive end and who can at the very least get you three so at the very minimum, OG Ananobi is a 3-and-D guy, and you talked about the growth of his game um, and everything we've seen on the offensive end. I think the similar thing for Pascal Siakam, where the base of his game is still an all-NBA-level defender. Mm-hmm. And I, you know think, I, mean? I think that people really uh, forget about that and just like, listen, the reason why I wasn't 
as upset with Pascal is because if he was quitting on a defensive end, I would be more irate. But the fact that he was still giving 100% effort on the defensive end, like he's still in the passing lane. His wingspan is still ridiculous. He's still able to get some deflection. He's still able to contest shots. He's still able to um, rim protect when we didn't have an Ibaka or a Gasol on the floor and they had to go like smaller and then he had to like play the five. But it's just like he was still getting up on these guys even when his shots weren't falling. He wasn't like really getting down on himself. Yes, he was on the offensive side, but that didn't, um, limit him or inhibit him from contributing on the defensive end, and that's yeah, for sure. what people for that's what people conveniently cho- chose to ignore. Yeah, and that's why I'm not going to discredit. I'm just like, listen, I understand that your shots aren't going to fall. Whatever it is, what it is, but what can you do elsewhere to help your team win? And he was doing it on the defensive end, and people weren't giving him enough credit for that. No, they're talking about benching him to play a bunch of guys, and it's like, do you are you watching what he's doing? You can't. Um, But unfortunately, the Raptors are not in the finals and they did not get to match up against Miami Heat or Los Angeles Lakers, although I would have favored the Raptors in both of those matchups. Instead, we get a Lakers Heat finals and the the Heat, the Heat, surprise Heat, won a game today. I guess before we even get into today's game, I want to ask you, what do you think about the series thus far? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was uh, pretty underwhelmed by it. I think yeah. um, after, <laughs> after you know, the Raptors went out, even though the Heat and Lakers, like, I mean, the Heat and uh, Celtics, that was a good series. Uh, I think because of the fact that uh, the Miami Heat don't have a lot of size to contain LeBron and Anthony Davis, I thought it was, going, it was a big mismatch. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Bam Adebayo, like, you know, I thought he was going to present an interesting challenge for AD. Um, but then, obviously, we saw what happened. AD got hurt. Dragic got hurt. And you kind of looked at it as like, okay, well, with game one and two going the way that they did, it was just like, I don't know. I wasn't calling for a sweep. I thought that, like, you know, it would at least go six. Um, but after the first two, it was just like, well, it doesn't look like they have enough to – you know, contain both LeBron and AD when they're both going for 30-plus each game. So it's just like, oh. it, it's not looking too good. <laughs> but they won tonight. I, honestly, yeah, I was did. with you. I, I thought it was going to be a sweep after game two because to me, game two kind of felt like the perfect offensive game for the Miami Heat. I think they, like, as a team, were like 50, 50 40, 90. Which yeah. is, like, what else could you really ask for? They were kind of giving you everything, and it was like you still can't hang with the Lakers because they're just too mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. And what we saw tonight was a superstar performance from Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy was like, nah, this is me. Like, he literally yeah. had a 40-point triple-double without hitting a single three-pointer. That's some DeMar DeRozan shit. Yo, but is DeMar going to get a triple-double, though? That's what, that's what I'm going to say. Minus the triple-double part, like, de, like, you know, DeMar would get you 40 without taking your three. But, yeah, like, like, I don't, like, DeMar's not rebounding and, and, like, yeah, his playmaking has improved, but he's not getting you that. Yeah, if he's exactly. going for 40, he's not getting you 10 assists. Exactly. 11 or whatever exactly. uh, Jimmy got. So, yeah, so I, I really I really commend Jimmy for, like, you know, taking it over and, saying, like, get me the ball and get out of the way and, like, you know, making his teammates better and putting them in great positions to score. Kelly, Olen- Kelly Olenek coming off the bench. Canada, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Shout-out to the uh, CanCon. Um, you know, Hero hitting his shots. Duncan Robinson hit some shots as well. 
but you know it, it was a collective effort and it really started and it started and finished with Jimmy Butler and that's what you know Miami needed because game four is going to be interesting if Dragic if Dragic and uh and damn come back that's going to be interesting I might actually watch it hey you know? now <laughs> no honestly though it's like I I was doing uh with basketball news I was actually really excited I was doing um game stream we were kind of watching it quote unquote not actually watching the game i didn't catch most of today's game but i got to be on um and yeah we didn't really pay attention to the game and we all talked about what we expected going in and i thought the heat are not going to be a team that just beat themselves the heat are not going to be a team that lay down and let you dominate them like heat culture Mm -hmm. there's pride and like it's all cheesy cliches but like there's truth with it to the heat because they believe the cheesy cliches and I think there's something to like actually believing that yeah and so I I really didn't expect them to like to lay down and honestly if you told me the heat would have led for the majority of the game and then LeBron just decided all right enough of this and went and went off in the fourth which is kind of what it looked like was happening like the fourth came and LeBron I think scored or assisted on the first 11 points in the first in the fourth quarter um and uh the Lakers might have even taken a three-point lead they definitely tied it up but they might have even taken a three-point lead at that point and it was just like all right LeBron said enough of this and over um and that's what I, like, I was just like, all right, this is game. And this is exactly what I expected heading into it. But then Jimmy was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what's so surprising. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's my, my question to you really just talking about this. I think um, prior to today's game, I think a lot of people would have said that Anthony Davis was finals MVP. Yeah. And my question to you, has Anthony Davis after tonight, because he wasn't a star. And had he been a star, the Lakers would have won this game going home, but he was in fact. There were two stars on the court, t- court tonight. One of them was Jimmy Butler, and the other one was LeBron James. Right. Do you think that Anthony Davis has now played himself out of finals MVP, or do you still think that there's a way, if the Lakers win, that he'll get it? Or is this enough? Because this might be enough for, you know, like LeBron has ESP. Like, he has the voters. Like, they want to mm-hmm. vote for him. Mm-hmm. Did AD just give them a reason to? Um, I think it's kind of, I, I think it's too early to tell. It's, it's only, it's only their first loss. It's only game three. If it goes five games, say, say, yeah. you know, that he does, they don't win another game. Yeah. And he has like, you know, big stat lines and whatnot. Um, I know that, you know, based on what the media wants is to, you know, um, award LeBron with another finals MVP his fourth ring uh, uh, with his third team. And, you know, I saw people comparing this AD situation to Steph having a bad game in the 2018. Was it 2018 or 2017 finals? Like, honestly, if you're talking about Cavs, Warriors finals, (laughs) one giant series. I know, I know. But like he had one, he had like one like off game, and then huh. like, kind of lost his um his chances to Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, but I I think I I don't like that like you know one game determines whether you. But it's the, but it's the finals though. There are only so many games True. to pick from, you know. True, but I think I think if he has a bounce back game four. Yeah. Um. Then I think he's back into contention because obviously now it's LeBron's to lose. Yeah. Um, I think I think when you enter the finals, it's always LeBron's to lose. Yeah, and then it's just like, all right, whoever outplays him, like you know, uh, 
exponentially then, yeah you know that's that's how no, i think i think that's a really good way of putting it it's lebron's mm-hmm. to lose and i think what happened in game especially game one was ad was like nah it's mine mm-hmm. and and so it shifted and i think everyone is looking for a reason to crown lebron yeah. so it's like everyone is looking for a reason to to crown him and it's an easy they caught AD slipping for one game. This might be it. I think if it goes five, LeBron James is going to be your finals MVP. I think AD has to have a superstar performance. And maybe if Bam doesn't come back, there there's a way for him to do that. Um, and who knows what Bam comes back looking like. But, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yo, if the Heat win another one, this is a series. Exactly. And the thing is, when you look at the fact that, um, you know, LeBron being in his, what is he in, 17th year? Something like that, yeah, 2003, yeah, 17. Yeah, so 17th year, and you you brought the Lakers to the finals and then giving everything, like, you know, with Kobe and, you know, giving, like, the NBA bubble, the structure of it all, and then still having the willpower to lead this team, having a teammate, uh, like, you know, as talented as Anthony Davis, one of the best teammates that you've had since... You know, let's say Wade or like, you know, Bosch yeah. and Wade said ever. Yeah. <laughs> so no, literally said AD is the best ever. Exactly. So, it, so I think that, you know, they were already leaning on just giving it to LeBron regardless. Yeah. Like, you know, if they want anyway, like AD would literally have to put up 40 every game. Yeah, exactly. Like 40 and 15 true. every and game. Myself, I think, I think Wade said AD is the best cheat that like, it's LeBron's skill set. And I think it's the yeah. idea that, like, yeah. Wade is also, you know, will dominate the ball, doesn't really shoot threes. So in terms of their, their skill set together, it's not going to really fit. Now, we got a lot of questions. So thank you to everybody. Uh, we got so many questions. I told, man, do you, got, do you not know how popular editions and times are? People don't sleep. People are, listen, yeah, we're in a whole ass pandemic still. Uh, we love everybody. So are you, okay, let's go through the questions. I haven't even read them. So there's literally no prep. We're just going. All right, We're cool. just going in. Let's jump into the questions. My dime sure. of the week, just to let everybody know, is Jimmy Butler. I want some big face coffee tomorrow because I'm really tired. And <laughs> I feel like it's going to be the only thing that's going to keep me awake. So do you, oh, have, do you have a dime of the week before we get okay. into All right. My dime of the week is not a person, but it's also an event. It's the WNBA Finals. I haven't been watching keenly, but I have like, been seeing highlights and the fact that, you know, Adrian Wilson, the MVP, 22 years old, Sue Bird, a goat in that league. Um, has been just like, you know, dominating the way that LeBron is dominating in the finals as well. So that has been entertaining. I'm seeing a lot more people like, you know, really paying attention to WNBA. It's on TV. I'm and, and that's so amazing. Perfect. And that's amazing. So I have to, I have to, that's my diamond. I have to give a shout out to WNBA. Like really for everything that they've been doing, especially in, you know, um, amplifying the voices of the players um they actually were the first ones to like you know walk out for like national anthems way before you know the the nba players did like their their boycott and their strike so that was um that was powerful of them like every game like you know having a big statement and i really have to give my respects to them and they've been playing entertaining basketball as well so got a shout out to wmba shout out to the gyalden you know all day every day (laughs) All right, so horse underscore hoops asks, how hype are you to see J.R. Smith finally get some run? 
I'm be straight up with you. I know that I was quote unquote watching the game, but I was talking. I was I was listening to NBA players talk basketball. I was not watching the game. If you had told me that J.R. Smith scored 50 tonight, I would believe you. That's how much I paid mm-hmm. attention to tonight's mm-hmm. game. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. Congrats, Jr. <laughs> Listen, by the time I tuned, tuned in, J.R. Smith wasn't even on the floor, but I saw that he was like, you know, I'm getting some shots off. I'm like, you know what? Good for you, J.R. Smith. You're back in the finals. Good for you. Come on, clearly. We were just talking about the WNBA. He asked, what would be a good name for Toronto's WNBA team? Hmm. Okay. Jordan's about to say, like, Toronto Gatham or something. <laughs> I mean, shoot, the Toronto Gatham will be lit. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm trying to think, like, I don't want to go with any uh, quote-unquote traditional Canadian icons. You think it should, like, fit the Raptors almost? That's, or what, like, I, that's what I was saying. Toronto like, like, so would they be the Velociraptors? No, because that's, like, too Raptors-y. It's got to be a different dinosaur. What was Sarah in Land Before Time? What dinosaur was she? Okay, no, we're not doing that, man. Okay. I tried, you guys. I tried. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, I don't like this question. Wolf Hands asked, uh, what are your thoughts on Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat loses to uh, Why are we doing this? All right, you know what? Let me let me shut this down right now. Why are okay, we- Nor Nor hit the Nor got the scissors on there. She was cutting that question too. Uh here's what I gotta say. I love Kyle Lowry. I want mm-hmm. here's my thing about Kyle Lowry. I want him to win another championship. And if he can do yes. that in Toronto, yes. like that would be my ideal. That's my dream. If the Raptors don't look like they're contending within the next two years, and I think we have to be realistic about that. If the Raptors don't look like they're in contention in the next two years, I think I would be happy with Kyle Lowry being on any contender because I think he puts every contender. And I talked about this on the last pod. I, I just think with his skill set, he kind of puts every contender over the top. I mean, put another ball handler, give, mm-hmm. give a team another three-point shooter, give mm-hmm. a team another defender. Like, mm-hmm. his skill set is so versatile, and I think it's one that you look at the top teams in the league. It's one that the Clippers could use. It's one that the Lakers yep. could use. It's one that yep. the Eagles could use. It's one that the, yep. the Sixers could use. It's, it's one Bucks, that the Milwaukee yep. Bucks could use. You yep. know what I mean? So um, I'm fine with it, provided it's where Kyle Lowry wants to go. That is pretty much the only circumstance where I would be all right with that scenario of Kyle leaving. Like, if we are absolutely, like, you know, we've already hit our ceiling, we kind of have to have a reset. We'll see what happens after the 2021 free agency. Um, and then, like, we're, we're just not in the position of contending, even by, like, you know, retaining uh, Pascal, retaining OG. Our yeah. bench is still good to go. We have we developed our guys, bringing more nine oh five randoms uh, who can, um, you know, uh, continue the the culture of winning and yeah. contention. But if we're not there anymore, then yeah, I would want him to go somewhere where he could be successful. Um, mm-hmm. Because like you know, how can you you can't hate Kyle? Like everyone gotta love Kyle. Exactly. Okay, Great. Andre Joe asks, and this is a good question, I think. Could the Raptors have won a chip if the We the North era had Jimmy Butler instead of DeMar DeRozan? I say no. That's a good question. I think it's a good question. I say no, and and my thinking in it is the best Raptors team of that era was the 2017-2018 Raptors team. And I think that team would have made the finals if they had Jimmy Butler and not – 
they would have made the finals if they had Jimmy Butler and not DeMar DeRozan. That was, a oh. last, that was DeMar's last year. But the issue is the Warriors had KD. Yeah. And I think even if the Warriors had, like, I think if KD was healthy in 2019, I think the Raptors would have lost that too. So it's like, if Kawhi can, like, there's no way that Jimmy can in that role. So I say no, but I do think that they make the finals in 2019. Yeah. yeah, I think they make the finals too because you have someone else who you can throw at LeBron to kind of neutralize in a, a sort of way, especially having, like, you know, an all-NBA defender, uh, yep. which we did not have. Yep. You know what I mean? No, but so more than that, offensive end, because it's like yeah, the thing exactly. about Demar, it's like even in those years, like Demar was never tasked with guarding with guarding uh, LeBron James. Like that's never gonna right. be that he yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. The Raptors yeah, yeah. consistently brought in guys who could do it, and I think OG, um, OG's OG, even in his rookie year, sure. But my whole thing is what Jimmy showed tonight was fight that those we the North era Raptors never had. Right, unless like, it came, unless it came from Kyle. Unless, Unless it came from Kyle. Kyle. And, yeah. And there, yeah, exactly. Unless it came from Kyle. And I think Kyle can take you so far, but there's yes. there are limitations on the offensive production of a guy who's like 5'11". Right? Yes. Like, that's just like, and, and just like in terms of shot creation, just like, a, like Jimmy has it. And the Raptors, when they got kicked in the teeth, they stay down. Like, LeBron mm-hmm. James is drinking beer on the sideline, like, chucking it up with fans. Like He spun the ball. The fans Yo, he was, like, <laughs> like literally year after year, pounding the oh, team. And they showed zero fight. And that's mm-hmm. something that Jimmy Butler just would not have allowed. And I think he would have went out there and dropped a 40-point triple-double. Like, you know, LeBron James tries to clown him like that. That's what he's doing the next game. And that's just not something the Raptors had. So would they have made the finals, in my opinion? Yes. Could they have beat the KD Warriors? No, you need the Monstars to do that. Yeah, because when they were, like, clicking on all cylinders, like, when it was, like, Steph, Clay, and KD, it was like, what, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, remember in 20, 2017, it really, it literally took a miracle game four from Cleveland where they hit everything. They hit every. Didn't they score, like, something like 80 points Why in the first half? This up? What are you doing to me? I'm trying to go to sleep. Not have nightmares. <laughs> What's happening? It's I'm proving a point. I'm proving a point. Okay. <laughs> I don't like this right now. Fine. Go to the next question. <laughs> next question. Okay. AD goes missing. Okay. We talked about this a little bit, and we talked mm-hmm. about this more so in terms of the finals MVP conversation. But uh, emotional contagion FFD um, at Fat Wanderer asks, um, AD goes missing even as second option. So why aren't people making noise about him? Which I think. I think that's kind of the thing with when you're with LeBron James is he dictates so much of the narrative yep. that there is like sometimes those bullets are not going to hit you. Like yep. if LeBron James put up the performance that AD did tonight, every everything would start with like that story. It would just be like LeBron choked, LeBron da 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 da. Yeah, to be like, there would be so many stories so- about it. Whereas. It's kind of a thing, like, you're not going to get as much praise maybe when you're alongside LeBron, but you're also not going to get maybe the beating that uh, another superstar would have gotten in your place because people were calling AD the best player in this series. They were calling him better than LeBron, and yeah. he didn't look better than Tyler Hero tonight. Um, so, here we go. He didn't look better than Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek, dog. <laughs> Yo. Crazy. And, and honestly, just like – you know, to your point, um, yeah. yeah, when when somebody as commanding and dominating as LeBron James, especially when he's in his element in his 10th finals, then like, yeah, you're going to be the shadow. And, yeah. 
you know, a- anything that you do gets amplified, but it starts and ends with LeBron James. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when he put up 51, eight and eight and everything else, it's just like, all right, well, he, he did all that he could. Yep. But then there was no talks about, oh, what Kevin Love didn't do or what anybody else didn't do. It's just like it, the focus is always going to be on LeBron. Always. And so that, that just comes with the territory. So, yeah, it's easy for AD to catch up live just because you're playing alongside LeBron James. Yep. All right. So AD doesn't have heart is what we got out of that. I'm just, I'm just segueing into our next question <laughs> from the GOAT, William Liu. Will Liu! At William Liu, for those of you guys who aren't familiar with his Twitter account, uh, all zero of you guys, um, (laughs) who would you have on the NBA all-heart team besides Kyle and Jimmy? I'm going to throw that to you first. All-heart. All-heart team. AD's not on that. Okay, Kyle, Jimmy. Is this, like, like, current roster makeup? Everywhere. Like we're not we're not trying to like make up a roster. It can be like all point guards if that's what you want. But like <laughs> this is like I, I I don't need NBA rules. Like you need one bit, like okay, one better, okay, okay, you know, okay. three four. Like eh. um, just like five guys, all heart. Two of them are Jimmy and Kyle. Who are your other three? Man, um, after seeing uh, what I after seeing what I saw from Luca, um, no. I got I gotta put Luca in there. I like uh, that. You know what? You're bucking stereotypes because I feel like European players don't get the all heart. Do we get that a lot from them? Like, I feel like, I don't know. No, they're just, like they're just the white guys who know how to shoot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like you don't get that stereotype. Um, but yeah, Luca. Yeah, Luca. Luca's in there. Um, Damian Lillard. Yo, that was going to be mine. 100% Damian Lillard has be to be mine. in there. Which is so interesting because I think, okay, I'm going to let you say your third. Okay. Um, this is tough. Is it too? Mm, I feel like it's too early to put somebody like um like Devin Booker in there. I mean, but based on what like Phoenix did in the bubble, like they no. were undefeated. Like what the hell? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what's his name? Adam Silver needs to write like a personal apology to them. How do you drag them into the bubble? Let them go undefeated and they don't make the playoffs. If they were never gonna make the playoffs, you should have just let them stay at home. What are you doing? Like you're wasting everybody's time, fam. You're wasting you everybody's time. What are you doing, dog? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my whole thing. Okay, so that's uh, that's an interesting list that you've compiled because I think oftentimes when we think about all heart, they tend to be players who are like great defenders because defense is hard. Mm-hmm. And Luca, Devin Booker, and Damian Lillard are all poor defenders. Um, but I would agree with your selection of like them on the all hard team like I think that like maybe we need to change the way that we're looking at this because those guys play with a lot of heart um like Luca was brilliant in the playoffs this year like honestly like on a bum ankle on a like on like it started off where I found out what Luca shot for the year because we've been talking about Luca as if he's some superstar mm-hmm. like shooter he's mm-hmm. a superstar like but like this like I thought out he's shooting like Marcus Smart right now I didn't know that <laughs> and I was clowning him in the first quarter and he shut me up like this dude was lit like it was he looked like the best player on in a game with Kawhi Leonard like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's insane mm-hmm. to me but uh, I think Dame is all hard like I don't think that you like. Game on the line, there are a few guys that I want shooting that shot more than Dame. Exactly. Like, that to me is hard. I think someone that you forgot 
is a Toronto Raptor, someone that I maybe slander just a little bit, but he's small guy, but all heart, Fred Van Vliet. Fred, yeah. yeah I think Fred, I think Fred's like a real big yeah. all heart type guy. I think Marcus Smart maybe lacks, lacks a little bit of the skill, but he's, he, he plays, plays with a lot yeah, of heart. He plays with a lot of heart. <laughs> he plays yeah, with a lot sure. of heart. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I think that's a, I think that's a good list. And, and to your point, what what uh what do fred and marcus Mar have in common they're really good defenders yeah yeah like right? i think so it's like they give it to you on both there's, there's a heart there's a yeah gotta gotta play with energy defense is just effort right Sidra uh, exactly. asks um, oh god what <laughs> uh what should mike budenholzer's new career be since coaching is working out for him what should I'm trying to think? What should Mike Budenholzer's? Whew. He needs to be a campaign manager for the Republican Party. Awesome. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm really trying to think. Like Mike Budenholzer, what? he do really well like it's got to be something where you don't change up like because that's his whole thing i don't think he's good under pressure so give like I don't okay know so politics is, yeah, yeah, you're right. good. like he's not good under pressure they're going to be like he's losing in the polls we need to try a different <laughs> strategy and he's going to be like no let's work for richard nixon in 19 blah, 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 and just not going to do it uh so i just feel like campaign manager is going to be terrible he's his candidate's going to lose every single time like they're gonna come in with like a giant like yo that debate killed him same tactics in the next debate it's gonna I, be terrible that's true you that's know what true. maybe okay. you should work yeah. for the republican campaign uh, <laughs> we need that right now uh the world needs it mike budenholzer we found you a new career so wait what's your pick then Oof, it's gotta be something where there's no pressure something where he's not gonna be asked to do too much He's just got to follow rules. I want him to be, like, mid-manager in some Oh, way. yeah. He's basically Dwight Schrute. Yeah, yeah. You should work as a paper salesman. That like, as, assist, assistant to the regional manager. Like, Ooh, assistant. Regional. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. We found yeah. the job. Mike we found it. We found it. Look, if Correct. The Office does a remake, Mike Boonholzer can play Dwight Schrute. Hello. I mean, you, you can make, like, the gym faces to the TV, but I'll just be the mic. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, Misha Confession asks, does Miami's successful finals appearance and great game today increase the chance of Giannis signing with the Heat rather than him hopefully signing with the Raptors in 2021? No. I love it. No. I, my whole thing is, like, the more that Miami does well – the less the chance of Giannis going there is my opinion because KD took a lot of flack for joining a finals team that beat him in the playoffs. Is Giannis going to do the exact same thing? No. I don't know because everyone's going to be talking. Yeah, because I think, I think when you win a championship, you're regarded differently than if you lose. And it, like, I, like, I understand that that's like the most obvious statement, but if we actually look at it like, it could just be a matter of a couple of games. It could be just a matter of a couple of bounces. But the way that history regards you, like we, 
forget that Dwight Howard made the finals. Like, that's just, the, like, he just gets clout. I feel like if he had a championship, that would be yeah. something where, like, NBA champion Dwight Howard. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's just, there's, like, New Jersey, we forget that they made the finals twice in the 2000s. Like, that's not a thing that we remember, but we will not forget the Detroit Pistons won championship ring. The other times that they made the finals, it's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so I, I think that there's something to that. So if Miami Heat loses, we'll remember them as, like, the scrappy team that made the finals that one time that nobody remembers because it was LeBron James's fourth championship. Whereas if they win, this story gets changed completely. They become – it's, like, written in stone, and it's remembered very differently. And I think if Giannis joins, he's not joining – well, yeah, that final team that, like, eh, did something, he's joining a championship team, which now makes him kind of look like a sucker. Now, the question is, is it yeah. kind of like when LeBron went to Miami and Miami had already won a chip with Dwayne Wade and they already had a that was that kind of key culture? Okay. That was years apart, though, because they became bad by the time that, like, they were just like, you know, Dwayne Wade had injuries, like, time right. passed. It's a right. little bit different. You know, Shaq wasn't there anymore. That's All a right, good, that's a good so point. next. But he has to call in a family favorite, so I'm just saying. Very Okay. All right, so this, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, and I think we're going to probably get into anything about the draft and maybe even free agency is something that we're probably going to get into on another, another episode down the line. Um, so I'm going to skip those questions for now, but continue to send them in, guys. We love you guys. Thank you. Um, us it asks. All right, this is going to Oh my god. Should an adult have a driver's license? <laughs> okay, because I know that everybody was clowning you because you don't have your G1. I let my driver listen, I went to driver's school, I had a driver's mm -hmm. license, I let it expire. I'm not interested in having I live in Toronto. There's literally a streetcar right down my house. I'm trying to save the planet. My carbon footprint is low. If I gotta go somewhere, I'm gonna hop on the TTC or I'm a carpool with someone else who has a car. Am I being better for the environment than the rest of you guys? Yes. Does that make me a better person than the rest of you guys? Also, yes. So why am I being <laughs> clowned for not having a driver's license? Okay, I'm gonna tell you something real quick. Yeah. So I did get my, uh, I got my G1, got my G2. I almost had it expire. So, but rather than letting it expire, I got my G. But I live midtown. I live right by a subway station. Exactly. I work downtown. Yo. I've been taking transit for my entire life. Exactly. It, everything was really dependent on the city because my Thank uncle got you. Rest of school. I don't need, I literally live downtown. In, he lived in Manhattan. Okay? In New York, you don't need to drive because there no. are trains everywhere. In Toronto, you don't need to drive. Listen, he got his license when he moved out into the suburbs when he was 40. Okay? Oh. If I move out to Ajax or Pickering or Mississauga tomorrow, yes. I'll send you prayers. I'm glad. <laughs> I'll be glad that I have my G license because I, then I can get a car. I don't need a car right now. Can I go and get a zip car if I need it? Come out. Yes. I lived in Mississauga for a while. I'll tell you. I lived in Mississauga for a while. The only times I went out outside of like to work, which I could walk to work at that when I, when I used to live there was if I was going out with my friends and guess what we did. We carpooled. Did we, were we better for the environment because of me? Yes. yes. It would have been two cars, extra traffic. All you guys complain about traffic. So really I'm just doing everybody a favor. Little people <laughs> should not drive. 
I have to, I have to agree. I have to agree with you. Thank you. All right. Last question of the day is if the Miami, okay, this is from Dakota Schmidt. If the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors were to join forces to become one team, the Moronto Heaters. Oh my God. That's the team name. Okay. Love it. Uh, what would the starting five look like? That's a good question. That's a good question. I like it. I'm here for it. Okay. Who? Okay, uh, so you're definitely starting Kyle, Jimmy, and Ben. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, Kyle, Jimmy, Bam, Pascal. Yeah. OG. OG at the who's the oh, two? Wait, no, 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 Jimmy's at the two. Jimmy's at the two. OG's at the three. OG at I three. I like and that. Have, and then you have Pascal. Yeah, Pascal Bam four five. Yeah, yeah. Bam is at the five. Siakam's at the four. We OG got at three. Jimmy OG at two. At three, Jimmy Kyle at one. Kyle at one. There we go. Ooh, that bench. Yo, that, that bench, bench is going to have dumb. shooters. Yeah, that bench is oh, dumb. We're that like, we're, we might be putting up, we're going to have three people in the starting lineup. They can't shoot, though. Jimmy, Bam, and Siakam, I don't trust their shots. And I like OG might be good from the corners, but maybe you got, maybe you have to start Fred as opposed to OG just to get some more shooting in there. Oh, so then you would put Jimmy at the three. Yeah, just to get some more. That's still, that's still, that's still a fire. Like, that's still, so, but like, oh, geez, a good three-point shoot. Maybe you got to take one of Jimmy, Bam, and Siakam out just to get some more shooting in there. You want to look so, like? Do you take out? Do you take out Bam? Do you take out Bam? Nah, Bam's too good. Bam's too good. I'm saying though. Oh, we can't take out Siakam though. I might just be biased in remembering Siakam's playoffs because I'm like, whew, maybe. <laughs> Listen, this is, just, this is just recency bias. I get it. But, like, go back like and if watch. I, if I have to, like, think about – yeah, I think I'm just, like, remembering Siakam. Here's the thing. If Siakam can shoot the three ball well enough okay, – if Jimmy shoots a three like he did in the playoffs and Siakam shoots a three like he did before the bubble – then that's fine. But if they, if they reverse that, that's a problem. But um, my thing is, like, how are you scoring no one's on scoring that team? On that. No <laughs> one's scoring on that. That's insane. That's literally no one's going to score. Like, what, what are you going to do? That's insane. You know what? Honestly, ooh. Bam and Jimmy, you're just putting them into the starting lineup of the Toronto Raptors. Are you dumb? That team is winning it all. Oh yeah, that's a stock team. That's a let's stock do team. it. Get it done, Masai. Let's bring let's bring home both our Nigerian sons. Bam God, imagine imagine that one five pick and roll. Oh Lord, have mercy. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is after midnight. I've kept you for far too long. I don't know if your birds won. Good. Did your birds win? Yes, they did. They're first oh, okay. place in the NFC East. You already know what oh, it right. is. We one, talked two, about one. that at the start. All right, congratulations to the birds. Congratulations to the Miami Heat. Congratulations to you guys for getting through another episode of Editions and Dimes. My name is Iman, and I was joined by... Mr. Sticks. You already know what it is. <laughs> um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, Jordan, for joining me. Thank and uh, have a great night or a great day whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>